1: Listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/match. Just go to indeed.com/match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/match. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Welcome
3: to the Saint Happy Hour podcast
4: And target him. They yeah. get. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave.
1: <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malphros. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're awesome. They have a late-night menu. They have 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. It's 38 days until Saints football. That's how close we are. We have actual camp. You go to well, the Pelican House closer
4: than that for preseason, man. Yeah, right?
1: preseason. Go to the go to the Pelican House for preseason. Get your drink on, man. It's football is football. Even though preseason football is only fun for like ten minutes, go to the Pelican House, twenty five seventy two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're awesome. You should support them because they support us. All right. Thank the baby Jesus. Ser-
4: seriously, you re- you realize Saints Patriots is in ten days. Ten days. Yeah.
1: Fantastic, and here's the thing um, with Saints training camp uh, the the optimism is running uh, over. Uh, The Saints actually made a move right before the podcast, which and and Andrew, it actually ties in well to what a a, a question I was asking you today uh, while we were not doing work and talking Saints football was I asked you. Why are the Saints playing Pete at left tackle if he needs to be getting at reps at guard? And maybe they brought back yeah. Tony Hill so they can slide him over to guard?
4: Mm, no, Tony Hills was more of a tackle when he played for the Saints. So I, I think that's just a trade one for one. You know, Riker Matthews is the guy that got hurt, uh, who's a tackle. And so I think they just brought Tony Hills in. And you'll remember Tony Hills being a guy that played a little bit last year. Uh, didn't look too good the times he was in there. That's um, not true. He played that in ha- that
1: Atlanta game, that first Atlanta game.
4: Yeah, he was atrocious.
1: They won though. They did. So he's won it. It's like a quarterback stat, man. He gets all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> he gets That's a Tony Hill's <laughs> Vince, win, Vince man. Young
4: just wins. Vince
2: Young just wins playoff that's games, right. baby. That's right. That's right.
1: If you can give wins don't to forget, Don't forget Don't forget Why can't I give wins to fourth string offensive lineman
4: Um, no i I have no retort for that (laughs) you win
1: all right so um and and before the show started we were dave was bringing up a point um that michael thomas might be the most hyped up saints camp player ever for sure the hell after five days but dave here is my theory
4: He's he's a love child of Adrian Arrington, Anime Ojo, Chase Lyman, Mike Haas, and Andy Tanner on goat blood and steroids.
1: Here's the thing, though, this is God, the re- Mike Haas. this is the reason why we didn't have social <laughs> we didn't have social media with vines and uploaded video to Twitter and Facebook of Andy Tanner making one-handed catches the first that was
3: day. Very, that, that, that yes, that was around during Andy Tanner's time.
1: I don't remember Andy Tanner making one-handed. Andy head. Tanner
3: was not making those plays. That's the problem. Dude, no, I there that. were no
4: Vines back <laughs> there then. Were there no were Vi- no Vines, I watched Dave. that thing like 50 times.
3: First top- of all, Andy Tanner was on the team last year, wasn't he? Wasn't he in training camp last year?
4: <laughs> like two years ago.
1: Kevin, dead
3: They ser- had Vine two years ago.
1: De- Kevin, dead serious question. And thanks to everybody in the Fantasy Leagues, they are full. We are going 12 teams. It's It's going to be awesome. Kevin, serious question. Michael Thomas. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick on the
4: fantasy. Hold on, real quick on the fantasy. If you're in the leagues, please go by your normal name as your team name. Don't make some silly name where we'll have no idea who you are.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, But, Kevin, serious question. No, no, no.
4: Auction league,
1: auction
2: league, be whoever you want to (laughs) be. Name your team, whatever. God damn it. Because you're in the auction league. So... If you want to be in the auction league, if you want to have an offensive name, provided it's not like too insane, be my
1: guest. Yeah. But Kevin, seriously. Well, it's
4: not an offensive thing. It's just how do you even know who you're playing? How do you know? How I, do you even know who to track trash to on Twitter? I don't even know, know who I'm
1: beating to win. You just need to know that. Kevin, Michael Thomas over under $50 in the, in the Saints Happy Hour auction Jesus league. Jesus Christ
2: you uh 51 <laughs> <All right. laughs> enough
1: fantasy football talk i might bid it all yeah. i don't want to i don't want to ruin that kid's career um but here's here's the thing with uh saints camp is dave the optimism is just like flowing like wa- they had they had four glowing features on roman harper and we're not even a week into this thing like yeah. the uh so, so here's a game that, that I that I uh, I want to play, and I'm going to read an actual Saints training camp headline that either the New Orleans Advocate or NOLA.com or WWL wrote, and I'm going to read it to each – I'm going to read it to one of you guys. I'm going to read you the headline, but then you tell me the honest headline, what it really means. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, –
3: I feel like we need theme music to this.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Kevin. Go ahead, Ralph. This is the first headline. Kevin, can Vaughn Bell play a similar rookie role with the Saints as Green Bay's Demarius Randall? I
2: can't hear you with Dave. (laughs) Dave's
3: got the worst news. All All right, all right. I'm done. Let me. Let me. Uh... <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, I was just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, Ralph, you go. You go, Ralph.
1: This. This. Let me see. Let's see. Mark Ingram poised to become. Wait, what happened to
3: the original question? You, you didn't even get an answer to the first
1: one. Well, no, because you you uh, distracted me and I didn't like that. You happening.
3: hijacked it. You <laughs> ruined it.
1: You, you... <laughs> you. Dave and his his kazoo. Uh, <laughs> S- Kevin, Saints young DBs brimming with confidence. What does that really mean?
2: Uh, wait, the, the original headline is Saints young DBs brimming with confidence. Uh, young players unaware they may have their asses handed to them <laughs> in <a> regular season. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
1: that's good. That's And and good and accurate. Um, let's see. Uh, uh let's see. Can't, uh, Andrew, stop. Andrew, stop. Can't, God, can't Andrew can't guard Mike. Saints rookie wide receiver Michael Thomas best in camp so far. What's the real meaning of that headline?
0: There is no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing!
2: I'm so glad you made it.
0: ...and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
4: We should be terrified about how awful every other receiver (laughs) on the roster is looking. Uh,
1: Dave. Kobe Fleener working to get on same page as Drew Brees.
3: Um, that means so far he's sucking and dropping balls. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but and and has the <laughs> CJ
4: Spiller playbook memory
3: issues. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> that that means uh, you know he's got a lot of upside. That's what that means.
1: <laughs> Saints <laughs> Saints tackle tremendous the the
3: upside. The, yeah, the, the headline should have just been Kobe Fleener has tremendous upside.
1: Saints tackle Andres Pete is in shape and playing well at his second training camp. Well, I'd hope so against the worst defensive line in the NFL. The number one pick from last year looks like he possibly might not be a bust.
4: What that means, he's not not hyperventilating after two Uh, (laughs) up-downs.
1: Andrew, Saints, P.J. William showing promise in his return from hamstring injury.
4: What that means, he's not on IR yet this year.
1: He's not hmm. a, uh, uh, Kevin Ingram climbing Saints career rushing list, but that's not his focus. Did Kevin mute himself. Oh no. No, no, it isn't.
3: He's thinking. He's thinking. I'm thinking, god damn it.
2: Ingram Ingram not paying attention to reaching Barely significant milestone. <laughs> <laughs> or Ingram, and you see, y'all are cheating at this. I'm trying to give headline responses here.
1: Right, right. Jarris Bird looking to bounce back this year. And when he Who bounced, this, me. And when he bounced, he injured his knee. know, that'll be me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is this me? Uh, Cam Jordan. Dave, this is the last one. Cam Jordan looks to be. Yeah, hold
4: on. Hold on, Jairus Bird trying to bounce back, but God knows his checks aren't going to bounce.
1: No. no.
3: <laughs> Jarris F- Bird has nowhere to go but up.
1: Credit to Fletcher <laughs> Mackle. He had a report Sunday. He he worked in Cam Jordan, Ingram, Bird, and P.J. Williams and C.J. Spiller. It was like the most optimistic morning training camp report <laughs> I've ever seen.
3: That's typical Mackle.
1: Uh. this is this is a good this he went full mackle on that one this is a this is a good one i don't uh dave i guess i'll give this one to you frequent missed assignments alignment errors are becoming a thing of the past for the saints defense
3: um that means uh that headline should be rob ryan still not defensive coordinator of saints
1: (laughs) 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 i love this honest headline game i I really do.
3: Wait, what was the one with Cam Jordan? You skipped a bunch. You oh, came, I just –
1: Cam, Cam Jordan healthy at start of camp. Oh. That was it.
3: That's pretty – that's a uh, pretty yeah. obvious uh, headline. I oh,
1: think. we got to um, – you know, Andrew, you have a bet with uh, Barry from
4: uh, – I do. Barry Hurstius.
1: Barry Hurstius. <laughs> He's got like seven undrafted free agents making the team. So That's great. I, I I saw a, wow. couple, a couple of the names that he really liked. I saw they were like actually looking, sounded pretty good by the Barry's
3: time. Barry's gun, Barry's gun full Mackle, Barry's gone wild.
1: Are you Are you worried that you might have to pay up to Barry? That all these undrafted rookies are going to make the team?
4: I mean, I I bet two hundred bucks. I think it was, That's, and really? I look forward to collecting it. But I mean. The only thing that stopped me from betting my mortgage was that I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Like I, I felt <laughs> bad. I mean, it, it's literally like the guys that. And I'm not talking practice squad. Not I'm not talking practice squad. I'm talking the roster. I'm, I'm talking, talking practice squad. <laughs> talking, These four guys actually have to make the 53 man roster opening week. They do. It's Don't like talking about practice. It's squad. like it's like Devontae Harris, um, Jack Allen. Uh, R.J. Harris and some other guy whose name I can't even remember. And, and, all, exactly. four, and all, all four of them have to make the roster for him to get 200 bucks. So, I mean, and, and he was proclaiming this after OTAs. And no no one no one had been in pads, Yeah. And, and, I, and, and he had decided and, that four and undrafted I, rookies and he's like, were gonna look, make the roster. He's like,
1: and the thing is, he, he was like the coaches are really excited. They, they 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 were speaking highly of him. And then I dropped the thing on I said, Ditka talked about how amazing Troy Davis looked in minicamp to my friend. <laughs> Ooh. You know? Yeah. He was small yeah. but slow. Uh So, before we get to Twitter questions, we got to get to the Elite Eight of the Saints' worst quarterback bracket. Um, So, number one seed, Andrew, Heath Schuler, Doug Nussmeyer, number nine seed. Who you got?
4: Okay, so this is actually closer for me than than you might think. And and here's the deal. They both started – In 1997, they they played on the same team. Nussmeyer was a backup to Schuler. Nussmeyer started one game. He did. He he threw three picks. He was sacked six times. No touchdowns. He threw for a whopping 183 yards uh, on the way to the Saints getting bombed at home, 20 to three by the Falcons. That's right. Nussmeyer put up three points. That was a team, the Falcons, at the time, by the way, who had the same exact record as the Saints, at four and eight. So they were not good, Um, but uh, they destroyed the Saints twenty to three. Uh, There was no offense to speak of. They scored three. Uh, I, 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 Morton Anderson bombed a field goal. I was, I was at that game, and I, I just remember it. I mean, for me, that's why Nussmeier belongs in this tournament. Experiencing that start. Was arguably the most horrific performance I've ever seen by a quarterback in person in Saints history. Man, Uh, and I remember that game very well, and it scarred me for life. I remember Worfel
1: not crossing midfield when they got the the shutout streak ended under Dicka, The Saints hadn't been shut out in like 185 straight games, despite of all their years. Yeah, and then they
4: got and then they got shut out in back-to-back games. Yep. Yep. Um, so you know, he, Shuler had was there the same season. I mean, he statistically had one of the most horrible seasons of all of, of in NFL history. He had two touchdowns and fourteen interceptions, but his record was four and five. So it was actually like as horrible as he was statistically. The team did much better with him than anyone else that season. They were four and five with Shuler. They were two and five with everyone else. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, this is actually a lot closer than me, and I think for personal reasons, going to that game uh, that I just remember, I'm gonna pick Nussmeier.
1: Kevin, who you got? So tough, so tough.
2: I'm gonna go Nussmeier. Ooh,
1: I'm gonna. Schuler. I'm gonna go Schuler, cause man, I mean, Schuler was. If 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 Ditka had been either right about Schuler or like drafted Jake Plummer or got the quarterback like kinda right. Like I think the Saints would have made the playoffs one year under like that they, they Ditka they get had a pretty good defense under him. And you know, they got Lamar Smith and they 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 like they're just their quarterback was atrocious. I mean if he would have got the quarterback right, Ditka era might have been Kind of fun, um, so I gotta go, Schuler. So I guess
4: okay. I'm I'm uh, tweeting this out right now. All right,
1: Kevin, number four seed Ken Stabler, number five seed Billy Joe Tolliver.
3: Another tough one. It's tough. Who is it?
1: Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler
2: and Billy Joe, Joe Tolliver. God damn. Didn't they trade up for Tolliver?
1: No, they didn't trade no. up for that. They just claimed him he off. was a free agent. They <laughs> claimed him off waivers when Billy Joe Holbert okay. ruptured his Achilles.
2: Okay. I I feel weird picking Stabler. Like I, my gut says pick Stabler. I feel weird picking Stabler at this point because,
3: like,
2: mm. it's just like the like. I, I, I just don't think Saints QB when I think of Ken Stabler, and I know I know we're not supposed to factor in the you know anything they've done elsewhere. It's just fuck, uh, fuck it, Ken Stabler. I'm going with my gut. Hey
1: Andrew, who you got?
4: All right, and by the way, thanks to John Hendricks as well as C. Neeland, um, they both voted for Schuler, so that that's that's your tiebreaker right there. So. Schuler advances. Um, for this one, it's tough again. I, this is really close for me, but I mean, I, I'm just looking at the stats here. You know, Stabler was 11 and 11 in 22 starts, and, and being 500 in Saints history as a quarterback, it, it was very, very hard to do. Very few quarterbacks in team history have a 500 or better record. Um, Tolliver was two and nine. Um so much, much worse as a starter. Uh their rating during their time as a Saint, very comparable. Sixty nine point two for Tolliver, sixty-two point four for Stabler. Um, you know, personally, again, I was in the in the dome and I had season tickets and I lived in New Orleans at the time. So I, I saw all of Tolliver's home starts in person at that at that time and it was miserable. Um so maybe it's recency biased and the fact that it was kind of more in my lifetime. Uh, but I would pick Tolliver.
1: I'm going to pick Ken Stabler. And if and here's my reason, Andrew. If you can go off of one game of Doug Nussmeier, I want to read you Ken Stabler's stats in the biggest game in Saints history up to that point in 1983. They were playing the Rams at home. Winner goes to the playoffs, clinches the last wild card. Ken Stabler was 8 of 14 for 95 yards, one touchdown, one interception that the Rams returned for a touchdown.
4: Oh, that doesn't sound that bad.
1: And... He got sacked. I'm sorry. No, he had, I'm sorry. He had two interceptions, both returned for a touchdown. Both returned for touchdowns. And he got sacked for a safety. The Rams did not score an offensive touchdown and won the game 26-24 and Ken Stabler was personally responsible for 16 of their points. I mean I know it was 7 and 7, but that 83 defense for the Saints was That's young one and, game. and really that team was young and really good. I mean Nine touchdowns, eighteen picks. I vote. You You could you I can, I'm, I'm you just, can make You're comparing the argument that, an
4: eleven and eleven record to a two and nine record. Yeah, you could make the argument that Drew Brees
3: has lost a game or two on his own. Uh,
1: so what do we have on this one? What's the, what's the score for this one?
3: Well, I haven't voted, but I'm voting for Tolliver.
1: Oh, so it's going to be. It? Is it two two or three one?
4: I think it's two two. Do you voted uh, Tolliver s- right? Or who, did? Wait, no, I yeah.
1: voted Ken Stabler. And I voted yeah, so Ken Stabler. Two, two. So 2-2, two, two. fire that out on the internet.
4: All, All right. right, here we go. All
1: right. Uh, Kevin, Carl Sweeten, Ed Hargett. Sweetan. Sweetan and Ed Hargett. Who you got?
3: <laughs> no. <sighs> oh,
4: God. These guys didn't play much, but statistically they are both uh, horrible.
1: I feel like... Well, I'll, like, I'll go I'll, Swetan. I feel like Swetan because he tried to sell the playbook. I feel like that's the tiebreaker.
2: That's, that's, yeah, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I feel like that's uh, the Ted. That's the Ted Greg. That's I, the Ted Gregory right there. I
1: feel like I feel like that's <laughs> the I feel like that's the trump card. So I'm going Swetan. Dave, who you got?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, Sweeten only played. What one three, year? Three
4: starts, three yeah. starts.
3: Um. So.
4: The Hargit only had seven starts.
3: Yeah, but he was with the team for three years. Let me see. Hold on, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his, at his QB rating here. Oh, he had a. Uh, <laughs> oh, decision made. <laughs> Sweeten had a 12.6 rating. <laughs> 12.6 man. I feel like Yeah, I, I didn't know it could go that low. I thought that I thought it, I thought like fifty eight was the lowest it could go. <laughs> or fifty three or something. Uh so I'm voting for Sweeten. That's terrible. That's fucking Andrew. terrible. Sweeten.
1: Fudge, it's a clean sweet. Uh, this one is this one. He been, had one
3: wait, he had one touchdown and nine interceptions.
1: <laughs> Gary Quazo, the three yeah. seed, Dave Wilson, the six seed. I'm going Gary Quazo because I reread really the Saints' history, uh, who that history. In that book, one of the reasons they picked Quazzo, and I shit you not, and, get, and, and Buddy D told me this, is John Meekum said, Gary Quazzo, he looks phenomenal on his football card. And that was one of the reasons they traded for him. So I got to go Quazzo because of that. Andrew, who you got?
4: Well, Dave Wilson was the first pick overall in the supplemental draft, and he played with the team for nine years, I think. They, they, would, they refused to get rid of him. It was the worst. Yeah. Um, and, and he could never become a starter. He was always a backup. Yeah. Um, I think statistically, you look at it, wins and losses, stats, it, it's pretty comparable. I mean, Wilson played more. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I think, you know, Quazo was a colossal bust based on what they invested in him. And so was Wilson. But I think Wilson was more. just a stain on the franchise for longer. Wilson so must I, have, I been have been a really Wilson. nice
1: guy. because At, he must least, have been they, like, at he,
4: least they ripped the Band-Aid off Quazo pretty yeah, quick.
1: The thing is with Wilson, though, I feel like he must have been a nice guy. Like, you need coffee, coach? You need me to wash towels? Like, he, he must have been like really – they must have really just liked to have him around. But anyway, Kevin, who you got?
3: Uh, Quazo,
1: Dave.
4: Quazo.
1: Oh, Quazo goes through to the, to the final four.
4: Yeah, um, Stabler uh, wins easily there. A, pe- a few people that responded, and yes. they all picked so Stabler. So we
1: have we have Heath Schuler versus Ken Stabler, but Andrew, that means your bracket held up really well because you have one versus four, and two versus three in the bracket. The
4: yeah, sorry. What was the score of Quazo? Is three one? Three one. Yeah. yeah.
1: So your okay. your bracket ended up being. Right yeah, on. you
4: were you were really complaining about I was. my was. Your bracket it looks it's on, pretty damn good it, to me.
1: Your bracket's on point, man. So um, next week we'll do the final four. Um, all right, we have a ton of uh, Twitter questions, so let's try to get to them. Um, when my, this is from Freaking About Football, Kevin. When Michael Thomas becomes a Hall of Famer, will he write a book like his uncle?
2: Will he write a book? I I don't get the question. Keyshawn so. Johnson
1: is his uncle.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't have a joke. I I I I got I nothing on that. Joke I'm just I will say saying,
1: interesting. Yeah. I think I'm I gonna th- say no. Yeah, you can say no. I, Andrew, do you think Thomas might be the first yeah. diva the saint diva saint receiver that they've had since Joe Horn? I think the potential is there. Uh, I don't know. He's the
3: only. He's the only player on the Saints I know that has been referred to very regularly
4: by his Twitter handle.
1: Yeah,
4: which is what can't guard Mike. Can't, can't guard Mike. Oh. Yeah, I mean he's got the uh, hashtag, and then shh. I don't know if you've seen that, but it, it, I think it's kind of like. You know, don't say anything, let them ignore me and I'm going to let my play on the field do the talking.
1: That's a lie. So, he's going to be dancing in the zone like a uh, superstar. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's a
4: lie. I'm sure he's going to call attention to himself eventually, but but he is kind of sticking by that mentality so far. So That's a lie. I, I will say maybe not. All I right. could I don't know for sure.
1: Kevin, could a squad com- comprised of only undrafted free agents beat the Mike get, Mike Ditka Saints? Like if they time traveled from this like 2015 undrafted free agents beat the 97 Mike Ditka Saints, I don't know. What
4: do you think, Kevin?
2: Uh, so, so well so the 99
4: Ditka team was the worst. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah but wait, wait a second. Wait, we're taking undrafted free agents present day.
1: Present day, could they beat the Mike Ditka? Putting
2: them in a time traveling machine and sending them back to face Ditka. Yeah. And this is ninety nine Ditka. Um, I'm assuming no, that the undrafted Ditka. free ninety seven no. Ditka. Okay, I'm assuming. I'm assuming then that the undrafted free agents are at least given time to practice and prepare. Um, I will say, I will say that the Ditka Saints end up winning, but it ends up being one of the ugliest goddamn games <laughs> ever played. Probably, like we're talking like a thirteen. We're talking like a thirteen to ten game maybe even lower than that. Yeah.
4: I would also want to know which quarterback Dick is using cuz he used about 7 that <laughs> yeah. year.
1: Yeah. if he uses Billy Joe Holbert, they could win by like 10. But if he's using yeah. if he's using Tolliver <laughs> or Werfelman who or
4: or Nussmeier. Oh,
1: Dave, has there ever been a rookie more hyped after only 5 days of camp That's from Joe Shot?
3: Than Michael Thomas? Yeah. No, we just talked yeah, about that. I, no, there hasn't. I mean not even okay, not even Okay. Uh,
4: Walter, well, what was his I, name? Let's, let's pause on the question for flip. a second. How, how, <laughs> yeah. justified, how justified do you guys think this is? Should we be pumping the brakes on, on the hype here? Yeah. My I would, yes, I would pump them a little no, bit. No, yeah.
1: no, why? It's fun. It's fun. He made a one-handed <laughs> catch, and I watched it 50 times, and it's Cause
3: awesome. Because they've only had three padded so, practices. So,
1: man – so, Icky, he, he's Jerry Rice and Jim Brown. If they had a love child, I, I will
4: <laughs> say this. I mean, it, you gotta it's wait clear, for the, at least it's the first clear. season. This, from both a fantasy and just a offensive need standpoint, it's clear that this offense needs more red zone ability and, and just guys that create mismatches in that area of the field. And I would say that the clear guys so far, and I mean this for fantasy purposes mostly, I mean, Fleener. And Michael Thomas are two guys, and for whatever reason, that hasn't really happened with Brandon Coleman. I mean, he's not a guy that I've seen that can really box out and use his size to take advantage of. I haven't even of. heard about him. Yeah, I know. So, I, for, But even last year, I mean, I really thought that last year, Coleman was going to be this guy that created matches, mismatched matches in the red zone and would score maybe six, seven, eight touchdowns, and that never really happened. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, those are the two guys to really watch: Michael Thomas and Fleener. And, you know, maybe Thomas only gets forty catches next year, but if six of them are touchdowns, seven of them are touchdowns, um, you know, if he has a late season run, he might be a good guy for fantasy.
1: And the wasteland that is the Saints' second round picks the last decade. I mean, they're just due to hit on one by just sheer <laughs> luck.
3: And if they are gonna hit, if they are gonna hit on, it's gonna be a, you know a wide receiver.
4: Yeah, I, I love how that. like I, I love how pretty much the only second round pick from Sean Payton's that's on the roster is the one they took in 2006. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kevin, what should we be, I mean, Dave, what should we be more excited about? Michael Thomas being Odell Beckham the second or CJ Spiller being a hundred percent healthy? Uh,
3: I didn't think that CJ Spiller was a hundred. I thought I read something that said he was, you know, close, but really not a hundred percent. For First of all, Michael Thomas obviously is going to be way better than Odell Beckham Jr., so he's got to go with that.
4: <laughs> all right, <laughs> I like this. Cat. This is. A good... I think I think people forget how good C.J. Spiller was. I mean, that guy. Yeah, because it was Buffalo, seven years ago. How could you blame us? Well, fair enough. But I, I think <laughs> if he's healthy and he can make cuts, and I mean, everything I've read about him at practice, and I'll, I'll see them. I'm going to the Greenbrier. Um, at the end of this week. So I'll get a chance to check it out myself, but you know, it was was 2012 um, that he had his big season and then he followed it up in 2013 with another good year. Um, But we're talking about a guy that ran for 1200 yards and six yards a carry. Um, You know, he was that electric and if the saints can get anything close to that from him, it just adds an element to the offense. Um, that, That could be huge. I really do believe it.
1: This is from Dylan, Kevin. Since Vaughn Bell is going to be really good, should we even give a fuck about Jairus Bird?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. I mean, on the, on the flip side, I, I think I, I've come to a place where I expect zero from Jairus And I'll be surprised if the Saints get something out of him. You know, hopefully he makes it through training camp and he starts and he shows something. But I don't think he's ever going to materialize into something that we hoped for.
1: Yeah, we totally forgot about this. I can't believe this was overlooked. This should have led the podcast. If the two, if Hakeem Nix revives himself, would this be the best Saints receiving core under Peyton? I can't, I can't believe we didn't talk about Hakeem Nix first. I mean, you would, you would expect me to call him. Hakeem Hicks, right off the bat. But the media (laughs) on Twitter was doing it left and right the day that he, his first day. It was magical,
4: Andrew. Yeah, I mean, we had, what, triplet Underhill, and maybe Sean, Sean, oh yeah, it was, uh, who uh, was it? Christian Garrick. Christian Garrick, that's that's right. Um, All three of them, within the span of less than 24 hours, had (laughs) gone. Gotten his name wrong on Twitter. Can we call it's him amazing. if he's
1: good, can we call him Akeem nix Hicks?
4: Absolutely. I mean yeah, the longer him he stays on the Knicks. roster, the better. But as he's far a, as I'm concerned. He's a
1: he's a corpse, man. I mean he he is just old.
4: He's a, and, you know what's shocking is he's only twenty eight years old. Yeah,
1: but he's like beat up, man. Uh, yeah. can the can Kevin, can the Saints offense will us to a twelve and four record?
2: Wait! Say that all I I heard was twelve and four, and and
1: my brain shifted. Can the Saints' (laughs) offense will will us to twelve and four record?
4: No, no. Only if we get competent play at guard. Not even then.
1: Uh, Dave, you watch Ballers. How was Sean Payton on the Ballers? I haven't
3: uh, yet. Last night I went to the Guns N' Roses concert. Oh, how was the Guns N' uh, Roses? Which was excellent, by the way. Um, you know, Axel showed his age a little bit. You know, he's not what he once was, but I mean, he's got a very distinctive voice in it. So it's awesome to be there and to hear those songs live. But um, Slash, I, I mean... I can't fucking say enough about that dude I'm you know Andrew's a guitarist I'm I'm not as good of a guitarist as Andrew but I play a little guitar myself and um, I've always loved guys <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've
2: always
3: I've always loved b- blues guys and guys like Clapton and uh, and Stevie Ray Vaughan but fucking he slashes up there man I mean did Dave dude, just challenge me to a rock off <laughs> no I just said you are better than me I'm pretty sure I made that quite clear <laughs> um, uh, I mean, seriously. If 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 you grew up like in the in the eighties or the early nineties, early like we all did, um, you probably grew up with that. Uh, they could play and Appetite, and appetite ro- for Destruction precision.
1: from beginning to end, and that is.
3: They, they played. Look, they played. They didn't. They came out. They didn't take any breaks. They didn't do any fucking talking. None of that bullshit. No jokes. They just fucking came out and rocked and played, and they played every song you wanted to hear. The only song they didn't play last night was um, Patience. They didn't do Patience. Um, but they did every other song you know, plus some songs that you don't know. They did a couple of... Uh, I thought it was cool. They did a couple of songs, Slash did a couple of acoustical... Not acoustic. Um, uh, on, on the electric, but just by himself, sort of. They did a, a cover of the Godfather theme. And they did a cover of uh, Layla, the, the the second part of Layla, Layla the instrumental part. Um and, uh, I mean, holy shit, man, slash, like, A- Andrew could probably agree with me. There's some, like, if you play guitar or any instrument really, and you watch somebody who's like, th- like the most amazing person at that instrument, it's like, you never want to touch your instrument again. Cause you're like, <laughs> I'm never going to be that good. I can't, I'm, I'm, I don't even know why I'm bothering even doing this anymore.
4: Yeah. I would uh, say he, he was never necessarily my favorite, but like it, the thing that blows my mind about slash is you realize like those timeless melodies and riffs that he wrote, yeah. He did that when he was like 17 and 18. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> yeah. like, an 18 year old, like, just hanging out in his basement, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write the timeless riff to welcome of the jungle. Welcome to the jungle." That's now.
1: like Prince. His Prince recorded his first album at 18, and it's kind of like it's pretty good. But you're like, then you think, "Oh, he did that at 18." You're like, "Wow." All right, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. But for- anyway, I never
3: actually answered the question, so I, I didn't. So I didn't watch Ballers, but I knew after last week that there was going to be some something with the Saints. Uh, and I know that Peyton made a cameo because I saw it today on, on Twitter, yeah. but I'm gonna watch it tonight.
4: Okay. I Wait, Dave, no can, can we hear your, can we hear your quick review of the Gleason movie?
3: Oh yeah. Um, the Gleason movie also everybody needs to get if, if you live in a city where they're, where they're playing the movie, uh, you seriously, seriously, seriously need to go um, see the movie. Um, it was amazing. It was so well done. Um, what
4: percentage of the movie is like Saints or Saints footage? Very little. It,
3: it yeah. has. It, it's they. They. They just mentioned
4: you know the kick and the
3: punt and all that very briefly um, at the beginning, obviously to set it up for those people who who maybe don't know. But I mean, the movie really is about him. It's kind of told through his wife Michelle. Um, but it's you know it's about him and um, having a family and Michelle. Uh, Michelle is amazing I mean for, for everything that she's had to do I mean she had a child and she had a young son and at the same time she was having to take care of Steve and deal with the fact that her husband is you know terminally ill and uh, you know all that and it's also about it's not just about Steve's relationship with his son but it's also about his relationship with his father and um, and obviously, as you would expect, it's very sad. There are a lot of sad moments, but there are also equally as many um, funny moments. So it's kind of like this roller coaster. I mean, they, you know, they hit you with this incredible scene. I mean, there's there's a couple of scenes that stand out to me. Steve, a scene with Steve and his dad um, where he's almost lost his ability to talk. Um, there's a scene with him and Michelle where they're laying down in their different beds because obviously they they can't sleep in the same bed um it's just and it, it just it stuck with me it stuck with me all that night and it stuck with me and Aaron. uh you know the next day too we, i was still that's like Dave's very wife for those yeah, that's that you my, wife. Right. my wife um, so dave it's on and, uh, amazon uh, it's, prime
1: i think too if you want to watch it if
3: you can oh if you can um, really do it go watch it support the Support. Wait, them. you can
4: watch it on a- Amazon Prime right now. I think
3: you have to pay for it. I think you, I think you still have to pay for it, even though you're a okay. Prime. Okay. Yeah.
4: But how much? Um, how much for Prime?
1: I don't, like I twenty I, bucks or something. No, it would be like I, have, I think it's like five ninety nine.
4: Oh, like it's not. Uh, I'm it's, gonna watch that shit tonight. Yeah. Uh, oh, please, please do. Um, but it's, it's,
3: um, you know, the one thing I didn't know was that um, Steve was actually close to to dying at one point because of his breath. His breathing was failing him. So. He chose to have a tracheotomy um, and 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 chose to keep breathing with assistance. And um, and apparently, only five percent of people with ALS choose to even have that surgery. I guess probably mostly because by the time you're at that point, you're a burden on your family, and nah. you know it, you're you're just. Delaying the inevitable, but but you know Steve has obviously chosen to do anything and everything he can. Um, he's got a son. I'm sure any every any any yeah. extra day he has with his son, he'd probably take. And uh, and again, just sort of knowing the family, and um, it's it's even it's even more difficult to watch.
1: Mm. So yeah, I would I would recommend. It. I, I'm gonna watch, I've I've got it on. If you I'm gonna have to watch it on Amazon Prime as well. But Andrew, I think. Like they've said, you can pay for it, but it's not—it's not like an
4: exorbitant amount. So, all right. no, I, I didn't realize I could do that. I'm—I'm—I'm yeah. I'm, I'm all in.
1: So that does the—the the Twitter question. But I have a Twitter question for you guys. Is I was in New Orleans this weekend uh, to see family, and my wife. Wanted to no go. Oh, my wife. She wanted to go to a Flirty Girl and to get some. I got, uh, like, the, I, I got uh, like. I got like.
3: We're going Kind of the
1: KB onesie and all that. But uh, I went to Black and yeah. Gold. Uh. I went to Black and Gold and they had on the discount rack Pierre Thomas jerseys and I didn't get it.
4: Five but, bucks. You totally should have. But, uh, but I have wait, a Pierre Thomas jersey. Pierre Thomas. Thanks, is, Brian.
1: Is, is he? He's a. <laughs> he's a retro. Jersey that'll always be good, right? If you wear it, people... absolutely. So I need to tell my mom to go back and get it for me. It was ten dollars.
4: Yeah, there's there's no bad blood with PT. It's not you know like that. You know, I, I would even say there's some guys like Morton Anderson, Bobby Aybar, like he, even they have the Falcons stink on them. Joe <laughs> the Horn, um, you know, Jimmy Graham was traded to the Seahawks. You can like get it, Jimmy Graham there's a bunch the of you know it. even Willie Rofe, like he left under some. Yeah. Pretty awful allegations and terms. And so, I mean, some of the Saints' greats, you know, Sammy Knight, Joe it, it ended badly. Uh, but Charles Bentley, I mean, there's plenty of Saints, great Saints, that, you know, I think highly of that, you know, they, it wasn't a perfect ending yeah. um, in New Orleans for them. But, uh, I mean, with with Pierre Thomas for the most part, I mean, pretty I, good I don't ending. really feel like, yeah, you can't really say that it was bad blood or anything. So right. it's a timeless jersey.
1: So. Alright, that answers that. So, uh, go to Saints Nation. You can get uh, you, you can listen to Brian's podcast. He has good audio this week. And Nick Underhill is a guest. You can go to Canal Street Chronicles uh, and get your Saints fix as training camp is covered.
4: Yeah, and late this week I'll be uh, at the Greenbrier, so I'll be giving oh, constant updates about see, that.
1: I like Andrew at the Greenbrier. That's when I really pay attention because Andrew gets salty and he's like, that dude sucks. And it's it's. I think the, he's he's more honest and or f- open than the regular New Orleans media. I'll just say it. And of course, Kevin is on the Twitters with me, talking uh, the politics. Kevin, I've I, yep. I, I hemorrhaged I hemorrhaged followers during the two conventions, but I'm I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I've gained I've gained i I've gained a bunch back since my Channel Four column posted. But I hemorrhage followers. You know, I, so. Anyway, uh, so go to the
4: Something Twitter. Something about, uh, about tweeting politics, man. And it's good for a, a loss of about 10 followers, a tweet.
1: Yeah, if I'm not – well, whatever, you know. I, like, it's like
4: Regardless sp- of where you stand on Stick
1: things. to sports, but it's like you talk about whatever yeah. the fuck you want on Twitter. Why can't I? So
4: Right, it's fucking Twitter, dude.
1: Exactly. So um, so go to the Twitters and find me and Kevin. And uh, Go to Saints Nation and go to Canal Chicago. So for Dave, for Kevin – Andrew. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.
4: Are you pulling duct tape over a dead body? Are you stapling it together?
2: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.